Welcome to our worship service at the United Methodist Church of Westlake Village on this Sunday, September 26th. We are so glad that you have joined us for worship, whether you're here in person with mask on or online from a remote location. We know that God's Spirit will be touching you through this worship service, and we pray that it will be in a good way that will strengthen you for the challenges and the opportunities of joy that lie ahead for you this week. Grow in God's spirit and rejoice in the life that is yours. Some quick reminders of ministry opportunities that are before us. Um, Adult education is having two things new that are coming up. One is the Women's Book Club, an altar in the world, Barbara Brown Taylor is the author of that book. Uh, you can contact Rachel to find out more specifics or, or look on the uh, announcements that are made for the Zoom connection. It starts, that book study about that book starts on the 29th. October and November, we are having a six-session class on spiritual disciplines that's looking at uh, Hamilton's book called The Walk, way of being a, uh, a Christian in the world this day. Uh, the teacher of the class is looking to find a time that's most convenient for those that want to do the study. So get online and respond as to what is a good time for you so that we can get that settled down and uh, know exactly when that class will be meeting. There are volunteer opportunities that are abounding if you are able to um, be out and about and feel comfortable doing that. Uh, Take a look at what's scrolling in front of you right now or on the website or on the email from the church. There are great opportunities to be in service to the community or in service to the church. And specifically to the church is that we are needing some Sunday school substitute teachers as we get back into the uh, weekly offering of Sunday school. We also need some new people for our tech team or some additional people. The ones we have we like, we want to keep. We don't need to replace them out. We need some more people to help them not burn out. So if that's something that you can do, uh, some of the tasks are very complicated and you have to be an exceptional person to be able to do that. Some of you are those kind of people. Other of the tasks are really pretty uh, rudimentary, I gotta be honest with you. And, and anybody that's breathing and can follow some basic thoughts could do that job too. So if you're at the top of the tech pyramid, or you're near the bottom of the tech pyramid, we have a job for you. And we want you to step forward if you can, if you see that as something fun for you, to step forward and be a part of that. I said it that way to make you all feel like you have a place there if you can. Did I do that well or did I insult the people on the tech team <laughs> in the process? Wasn't trying to do that. Was trying to make it a very opening, welcoming invitation to you. Well. Let's go on with worship and hope it gets better with what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> when we think about setting a course for a better life, that opportunity we all have right now as we slowly emerge from this pandemic, we realize the value of a clear vision of where we are headed towards our true selves, a good boat and a crew for the journey, ourselves, the aspects of ourselves, and a safe and supportive harbor, which is the, the church family. Today we're going to take a look at the supplies that we need uh, to sustain us 
on our journey to a better life. So let's center ourselves now and prepare ourselves for worship. call to worship. Life is a journey. We come to church to worship God, seek wisdom, and set a course for a better life. We pack truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, and spirit for the trip. Let us join together in our opening God, you have called us to this hour of prayer, of music, of scripture reading, of eternal truth, of resolve for walking forward ahead. We pray that you would be with us during this time of worship, that we might open our hearts to your word, our mind, to your spirit, Help nurture us and inspire us to be the best that we can as we look forward to the week ahead. We seek to be your faithful disciples. We seek to be true. Help us in that task. In your son's name and for your purposes we pray. Amen.
Good morning, children. Everyone else can respond too. Good morning, everyone. This is the time where I talk to the children of our church so that I can have some time to interact with you guys. Today in Sunday school, some of you are talking about choices, and some of you are talking about things that someone did because of choices that others made. And hopefully that will make sense as you guys get into Sunday school. Now, we all have choices to make, right? We can choose whether or not we fight with our brother or sister. We can choose whether or not we take the last piece of cake. I was going to say brownie, but piece, I guess piece of brownie works. Um, we can all choose whether or not we do something that we know is right or choose to do something that we know is wrong. Now, in one of your classes, you're going to be talking about Adam and Eve and the choices that they made and whether or not that brought joy to God. And similarly, in your other class, you're going to be talking, oh, am I going to give that away if I say what you're talking about? You're going to be talking about Noah. And Noah is asked to build an ark because God is so unhappy with the decisions that people are making that he says, I need to do something different. We all have choices to make. We can either do things that make God happy and bring joy to our lives as well, or we can do things that we want to do that may hurt others and displease God. And I hope that today you consider the ways that you can bring joy to God and to the world by the things that you do. Will you guys join me in a moment of prayer? Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today and thank you for tomorrow. Thank you for yesterday. Thank you for loving us and allowing us to choose. Help us to make choices that give honor to you. Amen. All right, you guys can head off to Sunday school, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but somehow I made that rhyme. We are taking some minutes during our worship for our new leaders to introduce themselves and share a bit about their hopes for our congregation. We've already met Greg Stewart, our church council chairperson, and two of our three new lay leaders, Cree Jackson-Lewis and Julie Elgener. Today we meet that third lay leader, Jeannie Severance. Jeannie? Good morning, dear hearts. As I was attempting to collect my thoughts that I might share with you today, the words of Snoopy, my favorite canine friend, came to mind. Lay down your head and rest so that you may hear the whispers of your heart. And so I did. My whispers came as memories, loving and caring memories that began 55 years ago when Phil and I were married in Burnsville, Minnesota. Seven years and one daughter later, a job offer brought us to Westlake. We were blessed to find affordable housing right in the heart of the village and just five minutes from the church that we have called home since 1974. Our daughter Kendra was baptized 
confirmed and married in this church. Singing in the children's choir and learning to play the handbells ignited her love, her lifelong love of music. Piano and flute lessons given by church members launched her into a music management business major at the University of the Pacific in Stockton, where as a freshman she sat first chair flute in the conservatory. Today she still sits first chair, but in the Austin Symphonic Band. Kendra has passed that love of music on to our grandchildren, flying them in from Austin, Texas to participate every summer in our pizzazz program. Ashton stayed with the flute, but Shane's specialty is the snare drum. Phil and I were at the Alma Dome in San Antonio in 2018 when his high school marching band won the 2018 championship with their amazing performance of Lost and Found. It seems like only yesterday that I stood before you, taking us down memory lane in celebration of our church's 50th anniversary. Unfortunately, the pandemic cut short our celebration, forcing us to shut our doors, but not our hearts, our faith, and our love. Thank God for our pastors, office staff, music program, church council members, and especially our tech crew, all loving and caring persons that have kept us up and running. In 1983, Jane Chapman composed an anthem entitled, Because We Care. And if we care, we'll make a difference. This church on the cornerstone has cared and has made a difference, enriching the lives of so many, including our Lutheran and Jewish brothers and sisters. For Phil and me, it began with that warm and welcoming first-time worship experience, that immediate feeling of belonging, forming friendships that have become family. Over the years, Phil and I have been privileged to share our loving and caring in several ways. Although he is no longer an official trustee, he cares for this church as he does our home. When a call comes in from the church, it is often Vinia needing his expertise. As an electrical engineer and former trustee, he knows every inch of this campus, and when he sees something that needs repair, he's on it. Our newly resurfaced parking lot being his most recent way of paying it forward. I have served in many areas during the last 47 years, and I have loved them all. But I believe my southern heritage has dictated my favorite area of involvement, hospitality. My fondest memories are those of family and friends gathered around the dinner table after church, sharing love and laughter while enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. Phil and I love to entertain, and we look forward to a continuation of this tradition in our home during the coming months as our commitment to membership care and membership growth. In preparation for today, I reread some of the 50th celebration recollections shared by former and present members as they reflected on what this church has meant to them. They spoke of the many opportunities to grow in faith because caring, committed members have blessed us with their prayers, their time, and talents. I have so enjoyed the Bible and book studies offered during the pandemic and have grown spiritually closer, not only to God, but to those with whom I have shared these Zoom meetings. Pastors Wall and Rachel have been and are working diligently with Greg and are committed, dedicated council members to continue these spiritual growth opportunities that give our lives value and purpose, setting the course for a better life. 
We welcome and would love to hear your ideas. We encourage and invite you and perhaps a friend or neighbor to join all that is being planned in the coming weeks and months. Yes, we have lost a few members due to the pandemic, through relocation, death, or perhaps a different pathway to their faith. But we are still here. And most importantly, we will continue to be the welcoming church with warm and loving affirmation of all of God's children, regardless of age, race, creed, color, gender, and sexual orientation. I close with an anthem, another anthem, by a dear Jane Chapman, she, who, which she composed to, clo to close out our 50th anniversary celebration. Words so very relevant in today's changing and challenging world. It says, we have come a distance. We have forged a way. We have loved each other. We have knelt to pray. For the winds of change are blowing. There is unrest in the air. Lord, we want to go the distance, and you have set us on the way. Now, give us bold persistence while we kneel as one to pray. To let love lead, Lord, to let love lead. Thank you. Awesome, Almighty God, we greet you this day with praise and thanksgiving, giving appreciation to you for the ways in which your spirit has moved in our midst already and invites us to be in relationship with you and one another. Open our hearts that we might discern how you are guiding us this day. Help us to see the resources that you have placed before us to allow us to venture on this journey of faith confidently and boldly, doing your will in the community. Clothe us, Lord, with grace and righteousness, that the ways in which we live in the world and interact with others truly radiate your love and manifest your kingdom here on earth. Be with us as we lift up the prayers of our hearts this morning as we take a moment in silence with you. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. As a church community, we lift up prayers for the Philipson family on the passing of Dawn's mother last Sunday. 
in those prayers, we also lift up prayers for Consuelo, her caregiver for 20 years. As you care for someone for 20 years, that individual becomes like a family member to you. And Consuelo, as he grieves the loss of Don's mom, also grieves the loss of his son this week. Be with the Philipson family and Consuelo as they mourn this passing, that they might know your presence and they might remember fondly these individuals in their lives. O oh Lord, hear our prayers. Lord, last week we lift up, lifted up prayers for the Wainalda family at the passing of Sue and the hospitalization of Brant. We grieve the, pass, the fact that Grant passed away on Monday from COVID-related symptoms. We ask you to be with the family as they mourn the passing of both mother and son, grandmother and father, mother and sister and, and brother. Be with them as they learn to walk this path without the two of them in their lives and determine how to move forward. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We lift up prayers for Bill Nodoff and Glenn Swanson as they recover from hip replacement or hip revision surgery. Be with them that they have speedy recovery and an ease from any pain there might be from the surgery. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We ask you to watch over Esther Mayer's son, Dwayne, who is having cataract surgery tomorrow, that, there, that he will receive good vision and his sight will be restored to him as he is nearly blind right now. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We also come to you with celebrations this day, oh Lord. We have been holding levy in our prayers for months now and we rejoice in the fact that she is able to be here with us in worship um, this day. We celebrate her renewed strength, her energy that is new and found after her surgery, and we ask that you continue to watch over her and protect her as she grows and thrives with her heart being renewed and strengthened. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. And this may sound like a frivolous prayer, Lord, but we celebrate with our high schoolers who many this weekend got to celebrate their homecoming to attend football games and to go to dances. Maybe different than it was before, outdoors instead of indoors, but getting back to some sense of normal for them. We celebrate with them and we thank you for the ways that you are giving us creativity that we might be able to return to the things that we love, maybe in different ways, but still celebrating the heart of the situation. Oh Lord, hear our prayers. We pray all of this, saying the prayer that your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Thank you, choir. Uh, my son Stuart and his wife Sarah uh, had a week off. They decided to go camping at one of the great Pennsylvania parks. Now here they are. The morning they no do the other one. Here they are. The morning they they headed out. Uh, they look happy, don't they? They look happy out there going. In, in the hecticness of their packing, it's good to see, if you look real closely, they've remembered uh, the two boys. They're somewhere in that back row there. Yeah. Now, here's their truck. Here's their truck. All packed up with the supplies that they anticipated needing. Now, can you imagine going on a journey without stocking up the supplies that will sustain you? No, no, no. It's, it's good to be prepared and to have it at the ready. Whatever you might need to face the challenges that lie ahead. So now when you go on a journey, one, you need to know where you are headed, and two, you need to get all the resources lined up and set, and then three, you need to Stock the supplies that will sustain you. As we use the, the journeying analogy for our sermon series on setting a course for a better life, we first identified the importance of discerning the vision for your life so that you knew where it was that you were headed in that effort to maximize your true self. And next we noted the, the varied aspects of yourself, your body, mind, emotions, relationship, spirituality, all of these things as your crew, we were calling it your crew for your, your journey. And that the church congregation is here to serve as your safe and supportive harbor so you can equip yourself and get in shape for the, the journey ahead. So today we're looking at those supplies that you need to bring along on that journey. With what do you think you need to be loaded up so that you are sustained and empowered through your journey? In Ephesians, Paul speaks about the efforts of believers to combat and prevail in their effort to grow in the faith and create God's kingdom. Now he sees this as a spiritual battle against the powers and the principalities. We may not frame our effort of becoming fully the one God would have us be as an occasion of spiritual warfare, Yet we get what Paul was trying to say, his intention to have us be prepared for whatever might lie ahead in our efforts of life. Jeannie, I want to invite you to come up and share with us the scripture for today. Well, 
Our scripture reading today is from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 and verses 13 through 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand, therefore, and fasten the belt of truth around your waist and put on the breastplate of righteousness as shoes for your feet put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace with all of these take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god Pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Paul's metaphor is dressing for battle. Ours is sailing off on a journey. Paul tells us that we will be well prepared if we bring with us truth and righteousness and gospel message and faith and salvation and the spirit. Now that is great advice that we should take seriously for our lives. Yet our endeavor may be more a journey towards gaining those qualities, one of growing into greater faithfulness and spiritual maturity than one that uses those qualities right off the bat. We are seeking to grow into this fullness of the Spirit through better formation of our soul. So what will be the supplies of our journey that will help sustain us and empower us to accomplish these goals. Well, first off, you know, I think we must attend to the needs of our bodies, staying as healthy as possible. So uh, bring an exercise machine or a exercise routine that will keep you active and strong. Also, get a good galley chef you or your partner who can keep you fed with healthy foods, no chips. Keeping your body as healthy as you can, as you can, is a key help to our journey through life. So we want to have around whatever is necessary to do that. These are very practical kind of supplies, but critical for us on our journey. Next, we need to bring supplies that that strengthen our emotional awareness and balance, provokes or broadens our thinking, and elevates and expands our spirit. 
So I think of, of reading or watching materials. I, I would pack up a bunch of books and DVDs on my journey. I would want to make sure I have these at the ready. Some people think of the Bible as the map to use to get through life. And for me, it is the key, the key resource for understanding our lives. Who we are and who God is, who we are to be, and how God is with us to, to help us in that effort of becoming. No better book for us than Scripture for all of this. And though John Wesley, the founder of our denomination, was an Oxford scholar, he is remembered as saying that he was a man of one book, uh, the Bible. So we want to make sure that we have the Bible with us among our supplies, not just on a shelf somewhere or the coffee table something that we'd actually use to help us along the way. Yet beyond the Bible, we want to inform ourselves and enrich ourselves by using other pieces of literature, reading the classics from over the centuries, as well as more modern how-to books are key to, to being informed and being well-rounded. I've been enjoying Hemingway this last year. I just finished a book about elder adults. Apparently, I am one of them. And my son thought it might be a good idea if I read about how I'm supposed to be one of them so that I might do it well. I've also started a new book I'm very excited about that's dealing with the science that is behind the benefits of health. Films are, are equally central to the effort, and I include them in this category of, of literature that I would encourage you to think about having around you and drawing upon as supplies on your journey. It's the human story presented through a, a different medium, the pandemic has gotten us binge-watching different shows on television, right? And some of those are, are just merely good entertainment or spooky stuff that, that kind of delights or scares us. And some of it is really excellent human condition stories that are, that are worth watching, spending our time. Do you have a song in your heart? You know, the worship wars that was a big thing that we talked about in churches were all about how people have different kind of songs, genre of songs in their hearts, and how the classic hymns speak to the heart of some people, whereas other people, they just don't, just go right on by. And if, and if the music isn't driven by drums with riffs by electrical guitars, it doesn't even get into the, the head of some generations. Music of the heart. What's your heart music? You want to make sure you bring your heart music along. Music nurtures as well as entertains. We want to spend some time thinking about how we introduce music to our youngest of people 
because their listening to music helps to wire their brains for success in their lives. And you know what? It's not ACDC that's, that's helping with that, although maybe at some point in their life that might help. It's Mozart and Beethoven. Well, to share my sense of it, for me, Mozart's Requiem has helped me process I don't know how many funerals. If you don't know it, listen to it and see if it doesn't help you. Samuel Barber's Adagio for Strings helps me work through grief. Maybe it does for you. Gershwin's American in Paris just gets my heart going. My foot, my foot tapping wakes me up. And who can't smile when they listen to Monty Python's The Bright Side of Life? Or, or feel maybe at peace with the complexities of life, knowing that it's okay when you just listen to Brubeck's Take Five. Or maybe feeling the Spirit's healing touch when you listen to Mahalia Jackson sing Precious Lord. I would be sure to take A Mighty Fortress Is Our God, sung by anybody, along on my journey, just to help me have the courage in the face of stuff. And I love those classic hymns of the church. To think that somebody wrote those lyrics two or four centuries ago and they still give voice to what's in our heart or our emotions or our spirit speaks to us now. It's an amazing thing, isn't it? Yet I also appreciate those camp songs and there's a good repertory of praise songs that just really uplift my spirit, so that I, I feel a delight in contemporary worship as well as traditional worship. Both can speak to my spirit. Well, music gives stirring to our spirits. It, it kind of gets us going, and, and it's, it helps us with the yearnings of our hearts. So you want to find your music and you want to make sure that you turn to it, that you let it nurture, equip, empower you in your life. Before my mother died, she came up to me and said, Chip, you're not listening to music enough. What's wrong with you? And I thought, Mom, what's the deal? And she said, well, you know, your dad didn't really like music all that much. And he had hearing problems and he was a mechanical engineer. I don't know if that explains it or what, but um, mom was the one that was driving forward the notes in our family. And she wanted to make sure that as a father, I was making sure there was music in my house. She knew that music is necessary for the journey. Find that music. You know, for centuries, icons have had a special place in the spiritual world of Christianity. 
a whole part of our globe sees icons as a way of visually opening a doorway to God, or at least to faithfulness. For many of us, well, this kind of visual prayerfulness is new, it's unfamiliar, or maybe it is even unhelpful. Yet the fine arts are another way by which we can supply ourselves for our journey. And you don't need to be orthodox to recognize that art has a way of uplifting the spirit, introducing the self to new experiences or ways of seeing, of being, of knowing. On my, on my office wall, I've got a photo of Michelangelo's Pieta right there in front of my desk. I look up. I take it in. It nurtures me. I've got a photograph taken by the pastor that baptized me of a fishing boat on the Sea of Galilee. I imagine him doing it. I imagine us watching it. I imagine being out on it. I imagine Jesus coming to me on the boat with a message I need to hear, whatever it might be. That photo evokes those opportunities for my spirit. I've got some photos of the mosaic artwork of the, of the chancel. This is the chancel area. Well, in the, in the Church of the Transfiguration on Mount Tabor, you look at the chancel and it goes back. It goes back to the cross and along the sides of the walls are beautiful mosaics of four primary times in Jesus' life. The first being his birth and the last being his resurrection. I see that there in front of me as I deal with your financial reports. <laughs> and arguments about whether the ice cream was cold enough. And I wonder. <laughs> and I thank God. At home, I've got a couple pieces of artworks of John August Swanson, 23rd Psalm in the Peaceful Kingdom. He died last week. We mourn his death, a loss of a, a great artist and a person of faith. They give me pause. I stand up in front of them and get lost in them and have myself nurtured. Now, I'm infatuated with the Impressionists. I don't know what kind of fine artists you like, but I just love the Impressionists because they have some minimal amount of strokes. They suggest reality, but if you step back just a few steps, it all just pops out as real as can be to you. The Impressionists are marvelous artists. I would love to be able to, to be one. It gets you to be thinking, what actually is beauty? Well, if you get real close, it's just a couple brush strokes like that of certain colors, which if you step back, you go, oh, Lord, what is real? What actually is needed in life 
to make life dynamic and powerful and meaningful. Could it be as simple as just a couple new brush strokes in your life? Just a couple new things. Gather up some fine art with you as you go on this journey to help you get along. Most importantly, though, I think as sustaining supplies for us on the journey, we need to have spiritual disciplines from our faith tradition, especially the one we call prayer. Now, for, for some folk, perhaps prayer is just thinking sensitively or thinking positively, trying to frame things. For others of us, it's talking with God, and perhaps most importantly, listening to God. So what is it for you? You might experience it as contemplative prayer or meditative prayer or prayers of supplication, of confession, of invocation, of benediction. Whatever type or whatever style, prayer, prayer is key for the journey. A major resource to have in large supply for you as you go forth. And I say this, I say this because you need to find some kind of way to get to the heart of the matter of your life and existence. To strip away the surface distractions or the distortions that have shaped or influenced your life and discover the core of yourself. To find a way then, and, and I think prayer is just so very good for this, to find a way then to sit with it for a while, what it is that you now are discovering, to sit there with it and explore it and learn about it and discover how to build better with it and actually be helped in that effort. Prayer, prayer does that for us. Be sure to take your spiritual disciplines with you. Now, you might identify some other necessary supplies like a smartphone, a charger, solar charger for your smartphone if you're out there on the boat. A way to keep in touch with your relationships so you can nurture your relationships and not get out of touch with people. That's really important. Your supplies, your supplies are your business. Yet be attentive to what you need to grow yourself in the best of ways. And get those supplies around you to support you to sustain you on the journey. Setting a course for a better life. Clarify your vision, 
recognize your resources, gather your supplies. And then, now, get on with it. Live. Embrace these opportunities to become your better self and strike out and grow and take God at God's word that God wants for you. Life abundant. So come on. Let's get going. Amen. As we embark on this journey of faith, we are so thankful for the fact that we can take God with us and that God willingly wants to be by our sides, guiding us, offering us insight and wisdom, healing and support all along the way. We have many ways to thank our God who loves us so deeply that God journeys with us. One of the ways that we can do that is by giving our tithes, gifts, and offering to help continue to fortify our safe harbors. So, as we contemplate how we might give to the church this day, we receive a gift of music and think about how God is calling us to express our devotion and appreciation.
We are so thankful to have Jenny back with us. She was on a break for a few weeks, and Gloria did a great job, but um, it's great to have, it's great to have Jenny, isn't it? It's great to have Jenny, and have you not have to worry about all of that stuff as well as, as well as what you do. I know, thank you, time to go, huh? Is there, is there anybody else that I haven't given a hard time to yet this morning? Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I will know that I am loved, and I will appreciate the opportunities of humility that are granted me. We hope this service has been a blessing to you. Gather your supplies, will you, for the journey of a lifetime that you might experience the great well-being of love of purpose and of meaning when you're in sync with the true self that God has for you. God invites you to claim this moment now. Let's do that. And as we go from worship today, let me remind you of those two adult education opportunities that out, are out there, the, the service and support opportunities that are there, particularly the tech team and the Sunday school uh, substitutes. They all would enjoy having more good hearts with them to pull off their ministries. So be safe, stay healthy, and know that you are loved. Amen. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh.